Let's talk linebacker and Devin Lloyd. We'll do it here today on Locked On Jaguars. You are Locked On Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, good people? Thank you for joining me. Tony Wiggins here on Locked On Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast, where it's your team every day, and we thank you for making us your first listen. A quick reminder that we have a Locked on Jaguars YouTube page that you can subscribe to for free. Just make sure when you get there, you hit that like button for me. And make sure if you are an audio podcast listener that you check wherever you get your podcasts on a daily basis to make sure you do not miss an episode. What up? And shout out to all my everydayers. We appreciate you being here. Matter of fact, put everydayer Tweet it out to me at Shop Talking Wig. You can find that if you're watching the video on the scroll bar down below my name. Or just hit me up at Shop Talking Wig on Twitter or put it in the comments on YouTube. I'm going to talk Devin Lloyd today. I got into a little bit of a heated mess with some people because yesterday Tampa linebacker Devin White requested a trade. So let me tell you the first thing that jumps to my mind and, and what my mindset is, because everyone got all over me saying, we don't need another linebacker. One dude got so smart with me. He said, yeah, like we need seven linebackers. Uh, you can't name seven linebackers on this team. You can probably barely name three, to be honest with you, if we're talking about middle and off the ball types. But <clears throat> the thinking was my immediate first line of thinking is, I don't know if it's true, but the Jaguars may experiment with moving Devin Lloyd around a little bit. If that's the case, it's going to create a situation where you do start getting a little bit thin at the off-the-ball spot, uh, along with Foy Olubacan, they have Chad Muma. By the way, all three of those guys were obtained in the same offseason last year, uh, which is a little bit odd uh, when you consider it. Uh, when that initially happened, I thought, okay, they're going to draft Lloyd, they're going to draft Muma. They signed Foy Olubacan. Okay, maybe in two years, Foy Oluwakana will play two years and then he won't see the third year. Or if he does see the third year, they can let him walk and then they'll have their two inside linebackers, right? I'm thinking that that's, that was the case because it was odd that they added all three of those guys in one offseason and traded up for Devin Lloyd because linebackers are, are just like running backs in the first round. They have a first round linebackers just haven't really panned out very often. So, um, to get to it, the first thing that I thought was, well, they don't run an amoeba defense like everyone seems to think. that They're using them incorrectly. So I, I'm going to talk about that in segment three when everyone says they're using them incorrectly because it sounds eerily familiar to another person who played that position that people said he never was used correctly. But why we're having this conversation? We're having this conversation because I said if the price is reasonable, I would go and pursue Devin White just my opinion it's not the opinion of anybody down there it's my opinion if you look at the statistics where the guy has over 110 tackles last year you think that Devin Lloyd had a great season I'll tell you what I think happened what I think here's what I think happened what I believe happened last year with him was he missed most of training camp because of a, a pulled hamstring 
that would set anybody back, right? That would set anybody back. And it's understandable that it took him some time to get going. But he actually came out of the gate and played very well as a rookie. And as I talked to folks around the league last year, when the Jags were sitting at two and one, people said at, at week four, this is about the time when film gets out and folks start making you do things that you don't like to do. It was actually the truth because the Jags ended up two and seven from that point, even though they were extremely competitive. They ended up two and seven in the game against KC at halftime. I wouldn't say that he got benched, but they sure started Chad Moomin in the second half of that game and he played most of the snaps. And then the following week, Chad Moomin was in the starting lineup. And at the end of the year, Devin Lloyd started playing a little bit better and he got himself back on the field. So is it just being a rookie? Are we being too harsh? Hell no, I ain't being too harsh because if we're sitting here uh, in one breath, we've heard whether the rumors are credible or not, that they may explore him. There are people that say, you know, they make up all of these labels for him. Segment two, I'm going to tell you all of the labels, some I like and some I don't. But this is also independent recollection of me being around a former player that told me that he looked like a plotter, that Devin Lloyd looked like he had heavy legs, right? Um, does that mean that everyone in that facility shares that uh, belief? No. But I do know this. I know Devin White played for Tampa. And I know who his position coach was for the, for three years prior to last year. You know who it was too. This Jaguars defensive coordinator, Mike Caldwell. So if we're unsure about somebody, I wonder if Caldwell goes into the Balky's office or if he was even asked, what do you think about him? There are some people that follow Tampa Bay that think Devin Lloyd is a little overrated, right? So it depends on what Mike Caldwell thinks about it. Would it be somebody who has a fifth-year option? So you, you you play him this year, you play him next year under the rookie deal, and then you decide that you're going to do something. Can you extend him early now for a little bit of a discount? Then you have to pay him. I don't think he's going to get uh, the same money that uh, Rohan Smith did. I don't, I don't think he's going to do that. Did Baltimore need him because they already had McQueen? You see where I'm coming from? You see where I'm going? So the thing with Devin Lloyd is we're going to break him down a little bit. Devin Lloyd this is not about giving up on him. And see, that's what I want people to get out of their mind because it's not about giving up on him if something becomes available and the person who actually coaches him can make a determination, well, that guy's better. And he can go to the coaches and say, this will give us some flexibility but he's better and we can cross train the other kids somewhere else. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt. And, and what we forget about is we forget about the fact that when you have someone in the building with knowledge of both guys, Trent Balky wouldn't be doing his job if he didn't go ask that guy. Okay. Just, is he better than our guy? We have to get over the fact that we like people. We have to get over the fact that we, we like guys so much we don't want to get rid of them. Kayla Vaughn, Chase on. Everybody told me that Kayla Vaughn was uh, misplaced in a 4-3. He needs to play in a 3-4. Jags went to a 3-4. Kayla Vaughn ain't changed one bit. So, you know, for me, it, it's just as simple of having a conversation. 
having a conversation. And if the guy who was intimately close enough to this dude can come and tell you that a guy who's been a linebacker and a thumper his whole life is better than the kid who played safety and wide receiver in high school. You already know the comp, the dude ain't even been a linebacker for, but four years of his whole life. And that's not a negative thing on him. I'm not, I'm not knocking it. I will tell you this linebacker isn't one of those positions that takes all, 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 all your rookie deal for you to start playing better. It's just not. And it's never been. In fact, linebacker right along with running back are the two that you're supposed to hit the ground running. It is selective patience that that bothers me about if you had a running back that you picked in the, at the end of the first round and he went out and played the whole year and got 500 yards rushing y'all would be wanting to replace him with somebody else already yeah everybody already already wants to add 10 pounds to trayvon and move him inside but for some reason People protect certain guys. I'll tell you what you protect. I'm going to tell you in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars in segment two. And then I'm going to talk about some of these labels and some of the things that people keep throwing at me, which this is not me giving up on him. And I'm not saying that Devin White is the is is to is to linebackers what Miles Jack or Miles Garrett is to defensive ends. But if Miles Garrett came open and wanted to trade, if you're Jacksonville, you'd be stupid to not look at it. I don't care who you got on your team. I don't. It's just some guys that, and, and, and Mike Caldwell is the perfect person to find out what the dude is and what he isn't. That's it. It's just that simple. But everybody wants to keep everybody the same from a nine and eight football team and think that age is going to be the thing that gets you better. Speaking of age, I got to tell you something that's going to probably shock you and I'll do it in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars, after I let you guys know about Ultimate Football GM. That's right, man. Ultimate Football GM is the absolute truth. They are today's sponsor, and we are glad to be able to share about what they do. Now, for all of the people that's getting all mad at me right now about Ultimate, uh, about football and about being a GM, try this out. Try Ultimate Football GM and see how good you are at building the team, how good you are at making sure you suspend people, how good you are at roster management and final price points for tickets, uniforms, building a coaching staff, evaluating players and knowing when to say when on the cap and all of the contract issues. You can do that with ultimate football gm and you don't even need wi-fi i do it on the plane all the time go right to airplane mode bang and i play ultimate football gm locked on jaguars listeners get a 100 free boost to their franchise when using the promo code locked on and you are going to want that boost trust me locked on is in all caps and you get it in the game store that's locked on in all caps so make sure you check it out today to download the game just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores that's ultimate-gm.com ultimate football gm start your dynasty today and start your day here with us making us your first listen on locked on jaguars because it's your team every day shout out to all of my everydayers i think that's the most time i said every day in 15 seconds that I ever have in my life. But we were talking about, I said I was going to bring up age. You know, Devin Lloyd, Devin Lloyd will be 25 in September. Not old Devin White turned in February, 25. 
So it, we already know who that kid is. He's a Super Bowl winner, and he got right into the league playing the defense that the Jaguars are playing right now, and he immediately made himself known and made his presence known, right? I bet you didn't know they were about the same age. They only graduated high school one year apart. One guy was in school for five years. The other guy in school for three. That's, that's what it is. So everybody says they want to move him to outside linebacker and make him a, a pass rusher. He's 6'3", 236. From a trait standpoint, is that what Trent Baalke likes in his edge rushers? Because that's why everybody says that he probably won't take Nolan Smith. That's about that size. Right? Right. So this is just about me telling you what I think based on what I've seen and what I've heard people kind of say or people show what they feel right about Devin Lloyd and believe me trust me getting a bunch of tackles that's a good thing but it's also sometimes it also sometimes can be misleading you don't want those guys having multiple guys with hundreds of tackles uh that's in the back seven that means people are getting to the second level a whole bunch right when you have two guys that have over 100 tackles so what I what I want to talk about is these labels. He, he's a rush in. I think they're using him wrong. I, I would love for people to tell me how they want the Jaguars to use him instead of just saying they're using him wrong, lining him up in the wrong spot. What do you mean? Off the ball or Mike linebacker? What, what, what are you talking about? It's football. You either know how to play it or you don't, Right. Now, I know, you know, with, with Trayvon and those guys, Trayvon's better with his hand on the ground and all of that stuff and lining up in, in, in a, the 4 3 is their, uh, their nickel. Their, that's not their base defense. They're a base 3 4 team. Sometimes you want to do the pieces match. The one thing that's common, though, is a guy like Levante David spent his whole life playing in Tampa 2. They switched to a 3 4, made all pro. If you can play, you can play. Luke Kickley was an inside linebacker and an outside linebacker. I mean, if you can play, you can play. Fred Warner was a safety hybrid linebacker playing in slot like he was Cam Chancellor when he was in college. Gets to the pros. What happens? They turn him into an off the ball in a 4-2-5 set. Guess what? It's all world. It doesn't take long for these guys to play well. And I'm not saying he was terrible. What I'm saying about Devin Lloyd is there's a level of consistency. Somebody said today, um, yeah, he tackled well. And, uh, the, his only problem was, yeah, a couple of little problems. And, and I'm paraphrasing it because this is what is said. Yeah, I know coverage and some other stuff was a problem. But you can't give up on it. What do you mean coverage and other stuff was a problem? Those are big problems. Kind of like a basketball player saying, yeah, that ball handling and shooting, man, I ain't really that good at it. Well, how tall are you, seven feet? Nah, man, I'm 6'4". Well, that's the problem if you're 6'4 and you can't shoot and handle the ball. You, you see where I'm coming from? So some of this stuff makes no sense. Somebody told me, somebody said uh, on one of my sub, on one of my sub, um, on one of my subs on a tweet, I was going back and forth with one of my clients, said uh, he's an, he's a blitzing middle linebacker. So I said, that's not sustainable. He said, that's your opinion. And I'm like, no, it's not my opinion. It's football. Before you can blitz, you got to be on the field to be able to do a whole bunch of other stuff. 
What do you mean he's a blitzing linebacker? Is there such a thing as a blitzing middle linebacker? Are you going to do that every play? Because here come the screens. Here come the shallow crosses. Here come the little seam routes if your linebacker's blitzing all the time. So what do you mean he's a blitzing linebacker? Is he a linebacker who can blitz if he's asked to? Yeah, but the problem with that is there's about 900,000 other things that a Mike linebacker has to do. So I just don't get some of the same people saying he's not used right and move him around and do this and do that. But then, okay, who y'all going to get to replace him? If you if he's doing all of that, what about the base defense? The one that Mike Caldwell is used to coaching. Who's going to do that? You don't need a bunch of heroes. You just need guys. What do, what do football players say? What is What does the great Bill Belichick say? In all of these NFL things, all these NFL films, what did he sit and tell his guys in the Super Bowl when they played the Rams? Just do your job. So guarding people that run across your face is a big deal. Understanding that while you're trying to get where you're going, if you run over Foyolukon, that's a problem because now both of y'all ain't where you're supposed to be. I just don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Let me stop. This is what we're going to do. Segment three, I'm going to explain a, a comp to you, and I'm going to tell you how I've heard this all before. There's a song. I heard it all before. Yeah. I've heard it all before. We'll talk about it in just a second here on Locked on Jaguar. All right. So here we go. Miles Jack. Played running back, safety, corner, everything else. Jaguars picked him. People didn't know how long Miles' career was going. Miles got a second contract here. The the doubt people had about Miles Jack had nothing to do with his ability to play. It had something to do with whether he's going to be healthy or not. Well, he is not here. He's not in Pittsburgh any longer, but it has nothing to do with health. It has something to do with them moving on, right? You know what I heard when Miles Jack got here? They tried him at Sam or Otto. Thought I'd never say that again. They tried him at Sam. Didn't work. Eventually tried him in the middle. He was going to replace Pause. Didn't work. Well, the real reason is because he's really not either one of those. He's a will. He's a weak side linebacker. So Telvin got out of here. They put him at weak side linebacker. Played okay. Not great. Played okay. Got a contract extension. A change in uh, leadership. And he was gone. Something that was telling about Miles Jack is when he says, I don't know why they gave me the helmet with the dot. It's not really what I want to do. You can't force that. If a guy doesn't have the instinct to play that position and know exactly what he's supposed to be doing, there ain't nothing you can do. He can be as big and as tall and have more muscles and, and run faster on a track than anybody. But if you don't have it here, that is the quarterback of the defense. If you don't have it here, you ain't playing Mike linebacker and you're not playing. Nobody's free safety in the National Football League if you can't diagnose stuff before it happens. I don't care about measurables and I don't care about traits. Football is still a thinking man's game at certain positions. It's not about you just reacting. I'm not saying that we're giving up on him. I'm saying, was there a conversation 
does, does someone call Mike Caldwell and say, is it worth it? What, what, what we got here? You've been around both guys. Tell me. The Jaguars fan base loves guys they're familiar with. And they love whoever the team picks. Whoever the team picks, they're going to figure it out away because everything is, is, is clouded by the hope and the optimism. My, my opinion isn't. My opinion is, is by me being around folks that know this game. And yeah, the former player that told me that, y'all like him. You love him to death. Said he looks, looks like a plotter. Looks like a plotter. And there's a, somebody out there knows who, who said it. And I know you know who said it. There's, there's about 10 people I know, factually know, who the very credible person that said that is. So he's just like this marvelous athlete who kind of finds himself around the ball a lot, um, does all of these things. Are we describing Miles Jack or are we describing Devin Lloyd? They have one thing in common, that they, they were not guys that just focused on the linebacker position their whole life. Miles Jack was the offensive and defensive rookie of the year in the, in the Pac-10 the pack or Pac-12. You know, so it could be that the kid never, the kid never, he's never what he was drafted for. It could be just a pretty solid athletic piece, a guy who can make some plays, but maybe he's just never going to be that instinctive linebacker you need in this particular system. That's all right. Everybody's saying, well, you know what? He should be a Sam linebacker in a 4-3. You know what a Sam linebacker does uh, about 65% of the time? He sits that ass on the bench because most people are in nickel, which is a 4-2-5, even if you run a four-man front. Yeah. So now you're talking about a first-round guy who should be playing a position that is basically almost extinct in the National Football League. You know, doesn't have traits, but he's running around making plays. Quincy Williams, he didn't fit because he wasn't the right size. He didn't have these traits. And he's hitting everything that moves in the AFC East. You have to ask yourself at some point, are they boxing themselves in? Are they putting too, limit, too many limitations on, on themselves based on traits, philosophy, that we we're going to do it all in the draft, and you ain't drafted nobody past the third round that's been anything. So you're going to win in this league by not signing free agents at this point. And you're just going to do it with the three guys you pick every single year in the draft in the first, in the first three rounds. You see my point? You see my point when the team has three first-round picks at edge and you ask the coach, it's the biggest concern, and he says, pass rush. Do you not see how it's, it's at some point things are going to be a problem? So when a good player is on the market, all everybody wants to do is go, nah, we're good. We can't put too many people in that spot. But if they took another edge rusher at 24, everybody would go, there you go. That a boy. If, it, you know, running back. If, if a healthy ETN had got 500 yards last year, y'all be talking about B. John Robinson. I don't know why there's patience at some spots, but impatience at other positions. 
it don't take all day to learn how to play linebacker the correct way. They have to make an assessment of whether or not he is going to be that quarterback. And I know some people say, well, that's not him. That's Foyer. That's Oluwakon. Oluwakon's a, a, basically a weak side linebacker who runs like the wind. You need two of them. You need two of them. I heard this before. All of this is rooted in me wanting the fans and the people that listen to this podcast to be happy. I'm trying to get some help for y'all. I'm trying to at least explore and use your resources. Just ask the dude in the building who coached Devin Lloyd if it's worth it. If it's not, don't worry about it. Move on. I mean, Devin White. We'll move on. We'll keep Devin Lloyd or they'll get somebody else or he'll compete with Chad Muma in camp this year. We, we got to stop using draft status as a reason why we fall in love with people. So this is what I'm telling everybody to happen. He signed and the next day he was working out and he was doing, and I, and a lot of media folks immediately said, I think he's going to be their best player. After two or three weeks of the regular season last year, he was the odds on favorite to win defensive rookie of the year. Seven weeks later, he wasn't even on the board. See, so that early start and all of the rhetoric around folks saying, I think he's the one. That's the one. That's the best player. And they showing him running through hula hoops out in Orange Park with my buddy who coaches those guys. And everybody had this thing where he was sky high. So he didn't fall all the way down. I just want you to know, who's being more unfair to Devin Lloyd? Me, the guy that's just keeping it real, or people who elevated him and damn they had him in the Canton. And now, because he isn't that, but you still kind of think he could be that, you're still holding on to this dream that that's what he is. Instead of just watching the game and saying, he doesn't look like an instinctive, an instinctive Mike linebacker. He looks like a guy that's a very, very good athlete playing linebacker. There's nothing wrong with having a conversation. There's nothing wrong with y'all having an opinion. But please stop saying stuff like a blitzing middle linebacker or he needs to be a Sam or he needs to be anything else. And then get mad when somebody actually tries to find a real middle linebacker. Okay, I'm done. You guys have a great day. Thank you. We are going to continue to talk about draft. Every piece of news that comes up about Jaguars, what we'll do every day is we'll take what we discuss together on social media so that there's clarity and understanding when we get to the podcast and we'll discuss those things that are going on with the Jaguars. Continue to take a deep dive look at some of the guys. I'm not even worried about the 30 people that come here to visit because too many times in the past they've had 30 people come in to visit and they didn't draft, they didn't draft one of them. So I'm just going to really just focus on what I think the Jaguars need to do to improve and where they don't need to rest where you they, they don't need to rest and sit here stagnant while everybody else is trying to improve their football team and we are just going to run it back. Run it back with me here tomorrow because it's your team every day. We thank you for making us your first listen. Also, tap in and make your second listen the Locked on NFL Scouting podcast by Draft Dudes. Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino give it to you like you can't get it anywhere else when they talk about team building, a lot of the players that they'll discuss and a lot of how they go about their business talks about the very thing that we have often talked about here. And that's team building. Make sure you check them out Monday through Friday, wherever you get your podcast draft dudes is a part of the locked on podcast network. It's your team every day. We'll see y'all tomorrow, man. Y'all take care of each other.